Today, we look ahead to one of the most major milestones of our lives when we graduate into retirement. Now, here's our valedictorian and certified financial planner practitioner, Eric Brotman, your host of Don't Retire, Graduate, the podcast that teaches you how to advance into retirement rather than retreating. Get ready for inspiration and actionable advice to guide you towards a seamless transition into a dignified retirement where you get to make your dreams a reality. Welcome to Don't Retire, Graduate. This is Eric Brotman, your host, and this is episode four of our first season. Uh, and today I have a guest. I, I could not be more excited about this particular episode uh, because we have a guest who is a longtime friend uh, and an influencer in the in the graduating into retirement movement, uh, and that's Rich Polt, who is the uh, the founder and president of Acknowledge Media here in Baltimore. Um, Rich helps families and institutions preserve their legacies as a film producer, a communicator, and a speaker. Um, when he founded Acknowledge Media, it was to create documentary-style movies built on conversations with loved ones. Essentially, this is your ticket to immortality. I have hired Rich to do these vi- these videos for both of my parents, and they are uh, items that we'll treasure forever. So, Rich, welcome to the show, and thank you for being here. It's a pleasure to be here, Eric. Um, this is this is not the first time that that uh, that Rich that you and I have had this conversation. So, um, what I want to make sure is that uh, our audience understands what it is you do, and more importantly, I think why you do it. Sure. So. As you said very well in your intro, I work with families and institutions to help them celebrate and preserve their legacies, their stories of where they come from, who they are. Um, Why do I do it? I mean, I have very personal reasons for why I got into this work, but the reason that I think binds why I do this, why it's important, and why I think other people are interested is our stories, where we come from, they provide the context to our lives, um, it's it's the backbone. It's it's what undergirds our own personal narratives. Without knowing where we come from, we're we're floating, right? We're a little less sure about who we are. And so, for a family to be able to to preserve those stories and to be able to perpetuate them forward, you know, you use the word immortality. I don't know if it's if it's immortality, but certainly for the next few generations, it, it, it binds the family, it tells us where we come from collectively. And I think that's something that's, that's critical. So, so this is not only a how you wish to be remembered, but really what you want to leave behind. And you know, we talk a lot on this show about, about legacy, and, and in this particular case, we're not talking about money, we're not talking about stuff, we're talking about stories and values and visions and things that we've forgotten. I, my grandparents um, both passed away 20 plus years ago, and I can still hear their voices in my head, but my daughter will never meet them. And I wish that we had this kind of, this kind of, uh, of process and this kind of deliverable that I could sit down and introduce my nine-year-old to my grandmother. It doesn't exist. So are you seeing that happen in families now? Absolutely. Um, I think as a, as a society, as a culture, we are programmed to focus on the physical, the tangible, the financial. These are all important elements of a legacy and safeguarding our future generations, right? We want to make sure that they have access to those things. But what we often lose sight of are those less tangible um, components of what comprise a legacy, the stories. 
um, whether it is, and I, when I talk about legacy, I think about three things, right? I think about the past, where we come from, the, the stories, the narratives of how we came to America, our lineage, and so forth. Um, I think about the present, the experiences of my own life, the things that informed who I am, and those choices and values that, that are my own story, and then, of course, my hopes and my wishes for the future um, after I'm gone. And too often, those stories of where we come from and our own experiences, we assume that well, my kids know those things. You know, I talk to them. They know about me. Um, maybe they do. Sure. Um, but have I been able to talk to my grandkids in, in those terms? Will they know those stories after I'm gone? Will their children know those stories? Um, being able to articulate those and, and really control those and, 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 and sit, you know, record those, it allows you to come to terms with them, to celebrate those in a way that adds value to your own journey, and then, of course, perpetuating that forward for, for the kids and the grandkids. I, I certainly appreciate the, the final product and, and what you do. And, and I want to talk a little bit about what that is, because um, I think this still feels esoteric to someone listening. Like, what do you mean my stories are being told and so forth? How does this really work? So the whys are evident. The ability to, to share your stories and the ability to perpetuate your legacy and the ability to, to have your kids and grandkids and great-grandkids know where you come from is a very big deal. But now let's talk about the mechanics. I mean, help, help, me, help me describe, because I, I, I do a very layperson's job of describing what it is you do as a, as a client of yours, as someone who has been your customer who said, yes, Rich, I want you to do this for our family, um, and I'm going to share that personal story about each of my folks uh, later, later in this episode. But for right now, tell us what this is and less about why. So if I may. It's a great question, but I think before I even answer that question, I want to maybe address something that anybody who's listening to this might already be thinking, which is, I don't want to sit in front of a, you know, a camera and tell stories. My stories might not be interesting, or, um, or may maybe I find them interesting, but who else is going to care? And I think that's an important thing to address first, because that's a, that's a very common um, response to this, and, and it is often the reason why um, someone like you may not ultimately succeed in uh, getting your parents to sit down and, and do this, even if you have, you know, I'm going to pay for it, I, I, the best intents. Um, this is, this can be scary, it can be, it can tap fears, inner fears, and so when I talk to people, what I encourage them to think about is not, you know, do I have some, you know, great uh, wisdoms that I want to uh, bestow upon the future, but rather the simple things, right? It's like, well, let me, let me tell you the story about the day you were born. Let me tell you the story about how I met your father, right? How he, what the courtship was like, um, you know, the, the <laughs> all right, or, or not, you know, maybe you don't want to hear about the first time your parents kissed, but, uh, you know, the point is we all have stories that make up our life. And, 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 you know, we're not creating things. We're not talking about creating something for the Tribeca Film Festival. We're talking about creating something for the very specific audience of your family. And, you know, I don't know if you ever have had the, the opportunity to, um, 
to uh, find uh, an old tape or old footage of something, you know, of a grandparent. And maybe it's 30 fleeting seconds of them talking about going to a baseball game, or something completely random. Just having that is an absolute treasure. Just hearing their voice, just the inflections and how they spoke and their attitude, that's, that's valuable. And so what we're talking about here is a conversation, just a conversation and sharing some stories. That's, that's what this is. And that is something that, that appreciates in value over time necessarily, without a doubt. I wanted to get that off. Uh, no, I, I think that's in, that's important context. I have you know shoeboxes of cassette tapes and VHS tapes and things that that may not be particularly useful in a lot of ways now. And I know you can convert them, but the quality isn't very good. And it's nice to have. It's better than not having anything. You, you know, when I when I had the opportunity to be in a uh, my acting debut in first grade, where I was in fact the scarecrow in The Wizard of Oz. Rich, this is a true story. Um, <laughs> I have seen the video recently. You seem more like a cowardly lion. To no, no, me. I no, I, I, no, no, no. I was all scarecrow all the time, okay, okay. and would sing the song if, if, if you want. Um, but the video that we have, which is color, it's sort of technicolor, I think. But there's no sound, and so while it's cool to see my little six-year-old self running around on the stage, it would be a totally different experience to have sort of all of that brought to life. So I, I certainly understand. So you're talking about digital digitally capturing these things in a way that preserves them indefinitely, yes? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, these are, what we do is high quality production, HD, you know, state of the art. Um, it doesn't have to be, you know, if, if you have a spectrum and on one end it's not capturing stories, um, then simply moving up that spectrum a little bit and taking out your cell phone and videoing grandpa, you know, answering a couple of questions, that's an important step in the right direction. Um, it doesn't have to be, you know, state of the art. But what we do is um, we look at everything. So we, like you said, the photographs, the old movies, we pull all of that in, but it's the foundation for our pieces are a conversation between two people or three people, right, um, in which we have the cameras, the sounds, the great microphones, the lights, right? And we have a conversation in which we capture the stories. Let me tell you about the process. Right? You asked about yeah, the please. process before. Let's, let's talk about what it would feel like. I haven't done one of these. I'm feeling on the young side for, for a memoir. I, I don't know how you feel about that, but, but tell us more about this. Sure. So, uh, by the way, the average age for this is anywhere from late 60s to the mid-90s. Um, the process, is, what we've tried to do is take something that can be daunting and we've tried to, to make it feel manageable, enjoyable, and often it's, it's cathartic, the process. It, there, there really is joy surrounding it. it um, we break it into three phases. Phase one we call pre-production. Uh, pre-production is really our opportunity to get to understand you and your family, to understand what are the, the, the motifs, the questions, kind of the, the important elements that we want to make sure we capture through this conversation. Not to say that when we are interviewing people, it is a kind of uh, 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 looking back on your life. That's not what, this is an evolving journey and we happen to be having a conversation today. But, you know, if someone's 80 years old, it's a lot, that's a lot of content, right? You know, I mean, they could have been in the military, they, they fought in a war, they, you know, profession, philanthropy, family, extracurricular, sports. 
friends. That's a lot to cover. And so in pre-production, we're, we're distilling that information. And with the client, it's really just a three-hour conversation. We take them through a, a questionnaire. It's a very thorough questionnaire. And it allows us to kind of talk about the what's, the where's, and the when's, not the stories. And, and that is done... Um, audibly, that's done in a room. You're not asking people to fill something out, correct? Uh, correct. Okay. Correct. We, no one wants to fill out a questionnaire. Well, absolutely. And in fact, it's important that that happens in person. Sometimes it, it may have to happen over the phone or over, you know, teleconference if you're talking about large distances. But in general, that always is something we want to do in person, not just to get the information, but more importantly, to create a rapport with the person that you're going to be interviewing. Um, the worst thing that could happen is that I sit down with somebody to have a conversation about their lives and they've just met me, right? And they don't know who this person is and, and, and that's not a question I would answer for a stranger. So we need to be able to have those conversations ahead of time. You know, is there something that's off limits, right? You know, this is not, this is not me trying to get somebody. This isn't journalism, right? This is me making sure that you have an opportunity to share the stories you want to. So we, we, we talk about that all in advance. Okay, so the, the third rails can be avoided in Absol these conversations. So Absolutely. The awkward moments, the things people don't want to bring up, don't have to come up. Absolutely. And then if there is something that happens to come up, it's video, right? At the end of the day, you can, you can cut, you can snip, you can edit, you can do whatever you need to. Um, phase two is, is filming day, right? And, and you know, the, the core of that is that conversation that I talked about before, coming into somebody's home um, where they're comfortable, and really having that conversation. We do it and it's a relaxed atmosphere and typically if someone is nervous about sitting in front of a camera, those nerves are uh, alleviated within moments. Um, we may do other filming days as well. Sometimes people wanna have additional, what we call B-roll footage where you know we might get the family together at the park or you know whatever it is, but we, we bring those other elements in to personalize it. The conversation is the main part. And then the, the third uh, element is post-production, and that's on us. So really, after you've done your pre-interview and you've done your filming, you can sit back, you can take a deep breath, you know that you've said what you needed to say, you've had that conversation, and then we're doing the heavy lifting, we're editing, we're putting it all together, and then depending upon what you're getting, you know, it could take two, three months, you get the final package. Okay, so it does take a little while to get this, to get this done. Um, tell, me about, tell me about your conversation with folks who are contemplating this but maybe on the fence. You mentioned that, that some people feel like perhaps they don't have uh, contextual stories or, 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 or big enough adventures or stories to tell like this has to be some great narrative. Um, other than, than that, which, which I certainly can appreciate and uh, experience in my own family, um, what are some of the other hesitations? What are the reasons? I can't think of a good reason not to, to do this. Um, it, it's something I will treasure for the rest of my life. Why would someone not do this? So first you have to define who the person is I'm having the conversation with. Because about 50% of our clients are like you, the children, who want to do this with their parents or grandparents. And then the other half of the time, it is the, the interviewee, the subject who says, I want to do this for my family. It's important to do that. So starting with the children, um, what I often have counseled children, because typically they want to do it around, let's say, a milestone, 80th birthday, 50th wedding anniversary, something like that. I want to do this for my parents. And I, and I learned this the hard way. Don't make this about giving them a gift. No parent wants their child to spend money 
so that they can sit in front of a camera and tell stories that they already know, right? Particularly if they, you know, for all the other reasons we cited before. And so what the way to present this uh, for the from the child's perspective is mom, dad, this is something that is important to me and to our siblings, right? If you, you know, if it's, it's, if there's siblings involved and they are all on board, that's an even stronger uh, ask. This is something that I want for us, for our kids, um, and only you can give this to us. You are the ones who know these stories. Um, please do this for us. And, and that totally reframes the conversation. All of a sudden, the parents are, um, they realize that they have something to offer. I mean, you know, you may experience this, I do. You know, it's like your parents went, I don't have enough time to talk to you. You're so busy, you're with your own kids. You know, I just, I just want an hour to talk with you so that you can teach me how to use my computer. You know? Yes, I love being the IT department right. for my parents. Exactly. Um, it's important for, I think, particularly as parents get older, to, to know very tangibly that they're valued, that they're appreciated, that they're relevant, that their stories are meaningful and important. That is very important. And so that's the way I think this is the conversation needs to unfold when you want to do this for parents. So um, for our listeners' sake, I, I, I did hire Acknowledge Media and Rich specifically to, uh, to do these videos for each of my parents. Um, and some, some folks do these as couples, married couples. Uh, my folks are, are not married to one another anymore, so that would have been awkward, though it would have made for some good footage. Um, at the end of the day, I approach them very differently. And I think as, a, as the, the child... Um, in that conversation, I approached my father and said, uh, Dad, I, I'd like to get you a gift, and it is the most selfish gift I've ever given. And he looked at me a little confused, as if to say, you're giving me something valuable you want to inherit back? And of course, that's not exactly what I had in mind, um, but it really is to an extent. And I, I said, I would like you to consider doing this um, so that um, my daughter and f future family, whether it's more children, whether it's grandchildren, whatever, will get a chance to know you in your element, which is his big green chair, which is why you'll see him in his big chair. Now, um, his hesitation was almost nil. He was excited. He couldn't wait. He's, he hammed it up. In fact, uh, Rich... He was great. Rich, you, you did an outtake uh, reel for him, which I know is not normally part of your package, but it, capsule, it, it encapsulates my father perfectly. So, so he was very excited and very on board. When I approached my mother, it was a just, completely different experience. Just, just to interject, my first question to your father, which, you know, a very standard question, it's, you know, it's like, uh, what is your name? You know, something like that. State for the record, what is your name? And he responded, he looked at me straight in the eye and he said, none of your business. Well, that's, that's Jerry. Um, and, and that sounds like him. And we have the video and my daughter laughs at it and loves it. You know, my daughter doesn't remember her other grandfather because my father-in-law passed entirely too young and there are very few pictures with him because he always had the camera. Things you don't think about that the person with the camera taking family pictures at, at outings or, or, or picnics or birthday parties, the person behind the camera is not in the pictures. And so we had a whole lot of trouble finding pictures when he passed of him with his granddaughter. And that to me was a wake-up call. Um, and it was an extremely difficult thing. So I then approached my mother, and it took her, what, about a year? Almost a year to say yes. Um, and largely it was because she thought she was uninteresting and was going to have nothing to say. And, of course, that turned out not to be true. So not true. 
and um, both the videos could not have the, the nice thing about what you do is that you do put people in their own element these videos are not by any stretch cookie cutter they're not all the same those two videos are of two very different people and they're very different outputs one of them is um, uh, they're both emotional in their own way but one of them is is much more um, sort of off the cuff and 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 lively and one of them is much more introspective and that's just the difference between people so right. I love that you were able to do that for us your question earlier, uh, which was, you know, what are some of the additional things that stand in the way for people? And I was addressing it from the perspective of the kids. Um, from the perspective of the person who sits in front of the camera, um, it's one of the things that, that stands in the way most often is our own fears around having to revisit or talk about things in our lives that are painful. And that can be any number of things, whether it's dealing with a particular sickness or a time in our lives where we were depressed and not happy or struggles with children, right? It, you know, it's very, very common when you have multiple children for the relationship to be different, right? For there to be competition or so forth. And how do you address that? that that's not something you necessarily want to talk about on tape. And so... What's important for me to communicate to people who undertake this process is to understand, first of all, as I said before, that you know, if there's something that you don't want to talk about, we don't have to. But what I prefer to do is try to find a way that we can address some of these more difficult places in a way that feels safe for the speaker, but also where everybody, anybody who's going to listen to it can learn. So let me give you an example. We talk about struggles. I was once talking to somebody who, uh, who had a period in his life where you know, he was let go from a job and it was a very difficult period. And he said, I don't want to talk about this. And my challenge to him, and, and I have this conversation a lot with people, is when your grandkids are listening to this, do you want the takeaway to be that life was easy for grandma and grandpa, right? That they just, you know, everything kind of fell in, into place and they made money and, you know, and that was it, right? It was easy. No, you want them to understand that you had challenges and struggles along the way because the learning, the real learning comes from knowing what it was that our family struggled with, knowing how we overcame or addressed. I know much more about how to overcome a situation when I can look and see how my father and my mother may have addressed that same thing. And so I think the struggles, ultimately, the things that may cause us pause and, and, and hesitation about doing this, those can ultimately be the most important things to talk about, to share. So, uh, so tell us a little bit more about, you told us about the process. Um, where can folks find more information about what you do, either online or how, what is the best way for folks to see samples of your work? Because it truly is exquisite. Uh, easiest way would be go to, to the website. That's Acknowledge Media, Acknowledge, A-C-K, acknowledgemedia.com. Um, from there, there's a number of samples, what we call showcase reels. So, you know, these conversations, these can last anywhere from two to three, if it's a couple, maybe even four hours. Um, there's a lot of content, and people want that. You know, they're all subdivided into chapters, delivered online, digitally, password-protected websites for families. But in addition to that, many people also want shorter edits, 
um, you know, some people it might be a 30-minute documentary. Others just want a, a five to 10-minute showcase reel, something that kind of distills that story down to the or that piece down to the essence, and it's celebratory. And you can watch it for you know those family members that have ADD and don't want to sit down and commit a lot of time. Um, so you can find all of those on the website. We also have a Vimeo page accessible from the website where you can see all of that. Um, and then certainly, you know, anyone can reach out um, through our contact page uh, for, you know, free consultation just to kind of talk about their own family situation and, and see if this is something that's right for them. Rich, I'm, I'm a raving fan. I'm a huge fan of what you do. Uh, I believe a, in what you're doing. A raving fan or a Ravens fan? Uh, raving, okay. as in okay. raving lunatic. Okay, great. Um, I, I'm a raving fan in that um, the first time I heard about this project, I remember where we were sitting, we were having, having uh, lunch, and you told me about this, and I said, this is a home run. Um, I continue to feel that way, and I'm so glad that some of our clients have taken you up on, on doing this kind of work. Um, it, it's not an inexpensive process. Uh, it's an in-depth process, and so this is not the same as pulling out your iPhone and taking a, you know, the 30-second video, as you talked about. This is a professionally produced, uh, a professionally produced video or series of vignettes or other things that can be created with chapters and with cataloging, and it is a, it is a, a, a fairly significant undertaking on your end, especially in the post-production. Mm-hmm. So um, in, in situations where you see kids paying for this, as, as I did for my folks, um, do you find that siblings want to each pitch in and that this becomes a, a collaborative thing? Have you had that experience? Every family is unique. Every situation is different. It certainly is lovely when a family with three children all are of the same financial means and have the same interest to say, sure, we're all going to kick in equally. This is coming from all of us. That's fantastic. That sounds like Norman Rockwell. It does. And, and, and that's less the case. Um, more often, you have siblings and um, one is uh, quarterbacking this. They're enthusiastic about the process, and, and they want to put up the money to do it. Um, and maybe you have another sibling that, that not only is of not the, you know, doesn't have the money, but maybe they're just not even on board. You know, I, I don't need this of, of mom and dad. I don't want this. Um, and, you know, ultimately, there's always ways to, to kind of address these situations, um, it's, but, but every family is absolutely unique, yeah. We are almost out of time, and it's a shame because we could talk for hours about this. Um, on our show, one of the things that we do every episode is because we're looking at retirement as a graduation um, and therefore it equates to school, no one likes homework, no one likes quizzes and tests, but everyone likes extra credit. Extra credit is that thing that when you were when you were in third grade, you realized doing three extra math problems could get you an A plus plus and an extra gold star and all those kinds of things. So, if you were to leave our listeners with one extra credit assignment, that one takeaway that 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 they could say, okay, this is my this is my not homework, but this is my extra credit. This is my gold star. What would it, what would that be? If you're the person who might be the one to sit in front of the camera and do this, right? You're the keeper of the stories and the legacy and you want to perpetuate it. I would suggest that you answer four questions for yourself. Just sit down. You can think about them. It doesn't have to be formal. Question number one, where do I come from? However you take that to, you know, to mean, where do I come from geographically, you know, whatever else. Um, question number two is what is a struggle that I have overcome or that I live with every single day? Question number three, um, 
how do I want to be remembered, right? And then question number four, how do I define a good life? Those four questions, uh, and, they're, and they're profound questions, but just beginning to answer those, um, they begin to provide you with clues for what is my, my story? What do I want my legacy to be? And if I wasn't here tomorrow, would my kids, would my grandkids, would they know the answers to those questions? Is there something to be discussed, you know? So I was Rich, you've been an incredible guest. And as much as I thought your business was a home run, you've been a home run as a guest as well. Rich Polt from Acknowledge Media. Check him out at acknowledgemedia.com. He's doing incredible work. It's an amazing process. Um, I, I will treasure these forever, and I hope that, uh, that we've inspired others uh, to take a look. Rich, thanks for being our guest today. Thank you for being a champion. I appreciate it, Eric. From this day forward, let us make each decision with our best interests in mind. Let us begin visualizing our dreams and reaching our goals. It's time to take the next steps in our life journey and build our futures. Today, I implore you, don't retire, graduate. Visit our website, don'tretiregraduate.com to download episodes and connect with us on social media. Securities offered through Kestra Investment Services, LLC. Kestra IS, member FINRA, SIPC. Investment advisory services offered through Kestra Advisory Services, LLC. Kestra AS, an affiliate of Kestra IS. Kestra IS or Kestra AS are not affiliated with Brotman Financial or any other entity discussed. The world's best-known investor and Wall Street expert, Warren Buffett, once said, Wall Street is the only place that people ride to in a Rolls Royce to get advice from those who take the subway. Mr. Buffett's quote is remarkably accurate, but how many people would rather receive advice from him than someone simply guessing? Welcome to Buy, Hold, Sell, your single source for Wall Street knowledge and profitable guidance. Please join me, Todd Schoenberger, and fellow trader Tobin Smith, as well as host Veronica Dudo, for a podcast known to move the needle for investors. Tobin and I are seasoned Wall Street executives with deep investment experience, and we are prepared to share our advice to those who choose to listen. Download Buy, Hold, Sell today on the Evergreen Podcast Network or your favorite podcast channel.